Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home, your kitchens, baths, tile, appliances, and more. You name it, we chat about it. Well, today is April 14th, and if you've been a listener, you know that I catalog everything by the date. Well, February, we talked about why you need a vent hood in your kitchen with Doug Ebert, and he is the Vice President of Business Development at Tradewind Manufacturing, a premier manufacturer of residential kitchen and ventilation projects. We're at the time of the year where outdoor kitchens are very popular, and I wanted Doug to come back and explain why ventilation is very important outside with your barbecue and everything else that you might have. And especially in Arizona, we barbecue throughout the year. And the reason why everybody loves to barbecue outside and to have gatherings is because you're actually extending your space for entertaining and living. So that's why it's become so popular. Doug, welcome back. Uh, Thank you so much. Great to be here, Nancy. So, I guess we're going to talk about ventilation since that's what you do. You do it all day long. But first, tell us a little bit about Tradewind if nobody is familiar or if anybody isn't familiar with your company. Great. Appreciate it. Uh, We are a national manufacturer for kitchen ventilation for indoor as well as outdoor, which is the conversation for today. Uh, We are distributed nationally by Middleby Residential, which is the parent company for Lockernew and Aga and Marvell and Viking and Lynx barbecues, all kinds of great products, Evo. Um, and we specialize in everything from standard products to liners for indoor. Uh, we're one of the premier leaders for outdoor kitchen ventilation and do a tremendous amount of business all across the nation. And what's interesting is this all this trend for outdoor uh, covered kitchen areas or patio areas really started in the southeast and more like Florida and Georgia where they would get these sudden bursts of rain or just sprinkles just for a few minutes and people wanted to protect their cooking and their food prep and their entertainment from that and still be able to use the outdoor barbecue area. Now out here in Arizona, it's kind of the opposite of that where we have extreme heat in the summer. So when we have extreme heat, it's less um appealing to go outside and to touch a barbecue that's been sitting in 120 degrees. I mean, you can burn yourself if you touch the metal. Uh, it's less uh, conducive for food prep and and um, it's just less comfortable to be. So a lot of people are now taking that same idea from the southeast and creating covered outdoor kitchens. Um, and they're really turning into and starting to resemble uh, resort settings. So um, that's, that's what we wanted to talk about. And I think it's a great idea for the design community to really take on the outside as well as the inside. And I always look at that as an additional um, uh, area of, of uh, product offering that you can share with your customers. And a lot of times you can uh, you know, open up a whole new a category of products to offer to that customer with the outdoor yeah. kitchens. Well, talking about uh, cooking and product, I want to talk about Thermador for just a second. Um, They are one of the sponsors for Home Design Chat with Nancy, and they have come a long way. They offer two collections, a masterpiece collection, and that's more for a modern design for every kitchen. And they also have the professional collection, and that's um, a design where you can experience restaurant-style quality in your home. Thermador is luxury that lasts and powered by design and led by innovation. So to learn more about Thermador, go to thermador.com. So I want to start with, um, well, 
there are a lot of people that say, well, why do I, first of all, in their house, they say, why do I need a vent? So more so on the outside, they're questioning, why do I need a vent hood outside? Well, I'll tell you, the first time I really came across a customer who came to us looking for a solution uh, for an outdoor, and their solution was a ventilation system for outdoor, they had this small covered barbecue area on the far side of their swimming pool. And what happened was, this is actually in Beverly Hills about 10 or 15 years ago, and they said, when I am doing entertaining and I have these high-profile guests or family members, if the wind is not moving just right, that smoke recent odor basically uh, gets trapped and people start choking and start leaving the barbecue area. It becomes an embarrassment. Um, So that's one of the critical areas where a lot of people want to have it is you need to make sure that that smoke recent odor gets uh, ventilated out so that you can enjoy the uh, outdoor kitchen area. Okay, so what what do you say to people go, yeah, but you know what, I I mean, it's going to dissipate um, it's facing my backyard. I'm only using a cover uh, to keep the sun off my head. Um, mm-hmm. So the importance of uh, venting, uh, say a barbecue or anything else they have out there. Um, so how do you uh, talk uh, against uh, them not using it? You know, do well, you- there are situations where it's probably less warranted. As an example, if you have a covered patio that's more of, of slat roofing as opposed to a completely covered um, the smoke will be able to go through there. If you're in an area where it's a completely open on all four sides, as opposed to a lot of the outdoor kitchens are actually an extension of the indoor living area. So you'll come through, they'll slide the whole back wall open, and then you'll have um, the length of the house, say, by 15 feet deep, which is a kitchen area on one end, a, a fire pit on the other end or water features or a television area sometimes an outdoor bar area Um, so in those situations where you don't have the ability for nature to work in your favor as much it's much more important to have ventilation Uh, if you have a complete covered patio again on the um, that's open on four sides uh, with just a standard roof say a pergola type of situation uh, it's it's it can be a decision between the designer and the homeowner and how they uh, the questions I would ask is how much entertaining, how, do you, how, do, how, are you, how are you going to use this outdoor area? And if they are in a situation where they've had experience where smoke builds up, I've been to houses where the customer says, you know what, we are pretty much completely open above us, but there's this little bit of an eave that comes over. And because of that, the smoke builds up and it becomes uncomfortable when I'm chatting with my best friend and we're barbecuing for the family. So they want to have a vent hood. So it's it's a long-term solution, um, kind of like indoor. A lot of times people never turn it on, but when you need it, it's very nice to have it there. Exactly. You know, I was doing some research on outdoor kitchens. It just so happens that I'm designing a gorgeous outdoor kitchen with everything possible. And mm-hmm. it's going to be under a cover. And uh, one of the things that they specified, and not my client, but the article I was reading, is to be aware of the vines that grow around your posts or on your pergola, your open roof. You don't want to get any greenery in the way of your barbecuing area because you can start a fire. Absolutely. So yeah, you have- always have to look at uh, proper maintenance and um, definitely check all your local codes. Uh, for fire safety, for um, um, 
for breaks and such. Um, and that's, that's getting more into your contractor and uh, HVAC type people to make sure that you're in compliance and not having any issues there. Well, we can talk about CFMs. First of all, let's explain what is a CFM. Sure. A CFM stands for cubic feet of air movement per minute. So this is how the power rating of ventilation products are uh, determined or, or cataloged. So for us, anything 48 inches or less as far as a ventilation hood, we suggest you use 1200 CFM. Uh, beyond 48 inches, we like to go to a, two single ducts, uh, two single 10-inch ducts with 1,200 going through each side, and we rate that at 2,300 total. We underrated a little bit. So the trend that we're seeing is more and more people are doing exactly what you're doing in your kitchen that you just mentioned, where you're having four, five, six different cooking appliances all lined up. So you might have a barbecue, a smoker, a side griddle, a, a um, wok burner, um, Evos are becoming really popular, outside pizza ovens. I mean, people are just going having a lot of fun with putting different products based on how they would like to cook and what kind of food they like to eat and serve. So a lot of times we will be doing a, a kitchen product and we do standard stainless steel hoods and we do liners so you could cover it with stone or stucco or however you want to be creative with it. Uh, but we, a lot of times we are covering two or three or four different appliances at a time. I was looking at a project in uh, Tucson recently, and they had a 10-foot uh, run of cooking appliances in two 90-degree uh, uh, to each other, um, two runs 10 feet long, and we were doing, coming up with solutions for them. Mm, they can have their own restaurant. That's what it sounds like. Exactly, exactly. So, um, well, first of all, this kitchen that I'm doing has a pizza oven, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna, we're going to use the chimney going through the roof. And I would imagine that if you have just a covered patio and say you have a barbecue, whatever the size, you just take that, but you need, well, if you don't have a back wall, I guess you can use an island um, vent and then vent it up the roof. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, We are getting, as a matter of fact, in January of this year, we officially launched our first 48 inch uh, pyramid style island hood. And we are in the works of doing a 60-inch for these larger op, uh, situations. We've always had the liner, so if anybody needed that and um, wanted right. to create some custom surround, we could do it that way. And we've done up to 10 feet with two liners back-to-back or side-by-side. Um, so you can always get really creative. You have to get specific. I said to somebody, are you going to use a liner? And they didn't understand that a liner actually is a piece uh, that goes under a custom hood, but it also includes the motor and everything, right? Right. Yeah, when we talk about liners in our product category, we're talking about the entire mechanics, the baffle system, the lighting system, the all the metal from the underside that you need to meet code um, that comes through into the motors and the ducting uh, attaches to it on the top side. Yeah. So now from I, the outside, you can do anything you want. You can do tile, you can do stone, you can do marble, you can do granite, you can do almost anything you want to be creative and tie in with the design elements that you're doing in the rest of the outdoor kitchen area, which ex- makes you, gives you a lot of flexibility. Except wood. You know, we try to tell people you can't use wood hood over a cooktop if any of the wood is showing 
facing down towards the cooking area because it's too combustible. So hopefully yeah. they understand that. So I'm seeing a lot of tile hoods and stucco for the outside. I think that mm-hmm. would work real well. Uh, so do you think you need a uh, vent hood for a smoker? Because the kitchen I'm doing has a huge smoker. It has everything that you'd ever want to use in an outside kitchen. But my question was the smoker. I personally um, would say yes. And the reason is that I I personally own a um, big green egg as an example. It's a very popular and there's several different versions of Kamado Joe and several other brands that are out on the market today. So depending on the cooking, you can have extreme amount of smoke coming up, Um, especially, you know, most of the time I do it, I don't use the... um, the wood chunks for creating different smoke flavor. I like mainly just work with the charcoal itself and the different flavors of charcoal. Um, But if with the wood, that creates a tremendous amount of smoke in the beginning, it turns out white. And then a lot of times you're waiting for the white to disappear and change to a more natural smoke color before you put on your your, uh, cooking product. So there's, in that case, to me, it's it's one of the most uh, uh, smoke producing um, appliances out there. Oh, having the, having a smoker, really? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't have a vent hood, your whole neighborhood will smell like it's being smoked. <laughs> <laughs> They'll know what you're cooking for sure. You know, the other thing is when you were mentioning that you were talking to people and they were complaining about their guests, you know, being in the way of the smoke. If you're around a barbecue or a smoker, you actually smell like that if you stand too close. So I would think the ventilation is very important because you don't want your guests to go home smelling like they've been part of your barbecue exactly exactly and you need to wash your clothes and take a shower yeah so i guess that would also well i don't want to go into people smoking (laughs) okay (laughs) so uh the next thing is and i'm sure you know all this um i talked about an island hood but if you have a hood that's not an island hood it has to be attached to a wall and there i'm sure some people would like to have the barbecue right against their house what are the parameters for that uh, that is actually done fairly often. You just need to be careful and make sure you're complying with all codes in any local and state and national um, code issues to make sure you're um, taken care of as far as flammable, combustible surfaces. Uh, but it's it's uh, done quite often. We've uh, seen it in, you know, directly on the outside of the house, on the side of the house, on the backside, you know, attached um pergola type situations or peninsulas that are attached to the house. So it's, um, you just want to make sure you're being safe and following all the local code and guidelines. Hmm. Well, I, maybe it was an old article, but I read where they said you should be 10 feet away from the house. Yet I've seen a lot of outdoor kitchens that are right up against the house. So I would imagine that if you're planning on doing an outdoor kitchen, you better check your local codes just to make sure. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people that would make a statement like that in that article, you know, they have to make a blanket statement for all the homes. Because if you have a wood-sided home, I could absolutely understand where you'd have, you know, a big concern having a barbecue right up against it, as opposed to a stucco or stone or some other finished uh, outside Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, you know, sometimes people don't think. Again, I was doing my research and everybody, oh, for years, we've seen all the barbecue utensils and you see these long forks or the tongs or the uh, 
uh, the flippers where you flip over hamburgers or whatever. And I, you have to use, there's a reason why they have long handles. You don't want to get too close to your cooking area. This is not like inside cooking. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, this is real interesting. Like I said, people don't think a lot of times. How many times have you heard during the winter that houses go on fire because they were using propane or charcoal barbecues in the house? I've heard that. A lot of people try to barbecue inside their house. And yeah. they and they will also use propane thinking, well, you know, it's okay. I have this little propane tank. I can do it inside the house. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they use that for heat. That's why I brought up the winter. They've mm-hmm. I've heard of people using this to create heat in their house. Um, bad mistake. Uh, so, Absolutely. So Absolutely. Pe- what she comes up with the other side of that is, in Arizona, when you have a very hot climate in the summer, uh, people don't want to turn on their ovens and stuff and heat up that indoor area right. more. And, and, you know, it affects your heat, uh, AC bill. So it's another area where people are really looking for the outdoor kitchen to go be able to take and keep all that heat outside. But yeah, the, the trend I'm seeing is with a lot of the major brands, they stopped offering barbecues on their ranges. Um, so in the in like 2000 2010, almost every brand, you know, Thermidor, Viking, um, Wolf, all of them had a you know 48 inch range with a griddle and a barbecue on it. Now it's getting more and more rare that you see people either buying or the manufacturers even offering the indoor grills. But and uh, one of the products we're distributed with is a company called Evo, which has a circular uh, teppanyaki type uh, griddle, is the way I've heard it described that they do have some versions for indoors, um, but they have an electric version available. But anyway, you're absolutely right. You want to be very careful. Make sure you're not doing anything that's going to be a fire hazard. Uh, You want to always make sure you're complying with your code uh, um, and talk to your contractors if they've, and and your designers, you know, so that you're not making a uh, rookie mistake in your design. Oh, yeah. You know, years ago, I'm going to say 40, 40 years ago, I saw it was popular. People were getting those indoor grills um, as part of their huge um, cooking surface. But also you could have put a barbecue inside the home without getting, say, a wolf unit. And I saw one there. And my first reaction was, why would you want a barbecue inside your house? You know, you think of the grease and everything else. I've never specified one of those. I will tell people to get the griddle if they want to do pancakes or um, if they want to even do hamburgers there. But as far as barbecues, they're really greasy, sloppy, and smoky. So, yeah. And so- I've even heard from some of the manufacturer reps that um- – because in the last house I was in, I had a, a, a Wolf product that actually had the, the barbecue uh, 12-inch. And between talking with them and my own experience, you, you'd really use that more for vegetables, fish, and chicken. You really yeah. keep the red meats outside. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, and if you're not a red meat person, well, then go for it. Right. Well, talking about different appliances, so my uh, sponsor for my other favorite appliance is Monogram. And Monogram has two collections. Uh, The minimalistic collection is for a contemporary yet functional aesthetic look. 
and they have modern details like push to open oven doors and expansive glass and smart appliance features that serve a powerful purpose and help heighten your culinary experience. But the other side of the coin is the statement collection, which is more traditional. And um, it's a unique collection. It pairs modern design with traditional kitchen appliances. So if you want to learn more about Monogram, you can go to monogram.com. So let's talk about because kitchen outside kitchens are so popular. Let's talk about some of the design tips since we are telling people what to do as far as their outside kitchen and ventilation. We should also talk about um, how they can get an awesome outdoor kitchen. And I would say, first of all, plan ahead. Um, as a designer, you don't want to start planning your or putting your kitchen together and then throw in something else. Uh, eventually, you're going to say, you know, I should have started from the beginning and planned the ventilation, planned where I'm going to put my um, barbecue. If you don't plan, you you end up with a plan for disaster, right? Exactly. Yeah, you're always uh, chasing your tail, trying to to create solutions to that uh, weren't forethought. Hmm. Um, do you see a lot of people putting fans outside, ceiling fans, in addition to the ventilation? Because don't think your ceiling fan is going to take the place of a ventilation system, right? Correct. Yeah, that, that's a whole different category, but that is a very, very popular thing to do is the ceiling fans. So when you're outside and just enjoying the outdoors as a living area, I think the outdoor fan is, is you know, absolutely appropriate to have. And the other ones we see a lot of is, you know, in the wintertime, when it gets down to 50, 60 degrees, you'll have the outdoor heaters, uh, like you see in restaurants that people will put in. And then in the summer, you also get the misters. Yes, so I was going to talk get, about those misters. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you have curly hair, misters are great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to ask you about fire pits. You know, people will typically put fire pits at the other end of their backyard. Uh, they don't usually put them under a covered area, do they? Well, I'm seeing different things happening with fire features. Um, you know, a lot of resorts will have these kind of like the glass rocks of different colors that they have the fire coming through and it's just a beautiful look. So I personally have seen some of those kind of uh, designs mm -hmm. for a fire feature that you can have near or under um, a covered area because they really don't put out enough smoke that you need a ventilation for that kind of a feature. Um, but that's something that you can do as well as having the fire pits where you can roast marshmallows and that kind of stuff where you may want that one a little bit farther away. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't put see, that under a covered patio, right? It just it, it entirely up to the design, the whole how everything cool. comes together. So I, I would put that in, in your category as a designer. Does it work with the design? I would put something like that. Features too. Yeah, I would put uh, the fire pit away from the house and away from the cooking area. That's another whole system there. Yeah, and we're I seeing a lot think. more of, of the outdoor um, fireplace type ideas mm -hmm. with you know a beautiful rock fireplace, and then above that you'll have your large outdoor um, television for viewing the games or whatever the sporting events. Um, so this this it's. Very fun to see what the creativity everybody's coming up with these days. Oh, oh yeah. They're coming out with some really beautiful ideas. Um, just a quick note. You talked about the stone around the fireplace. Well, this uh, pizza oven that I'm going to incorporate in this outside kitchen is actually 
covered in stone or stucco. It's going to look like a fireplace, but it's actually a pizza oven. If anybody's interested in, in something like that, I think those are interesting. You can do more than pizza in your pizza oven, by the way. You yeah. do a lot more. Yeah, I'm well, sure that's going to turn out gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I've also been working on the inside kitchen. So it's actually a combination inside kitchen, outside kitchen with everything you can think of. And hopefully when it's finished, I will put the picture somewhere and everybody can see it. Yeah. Um, since we're, I know you have to go soon, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk more about Tradewind and why people should go for your product. Well, I appreciate that. Um, there's, there's a lot that we've done. We've kind of been an innovator in the field, and we have found through trial and error and um, honestly creating what we thought would work and then finding out, you know what, um, as an example, we started out, I believe, at 28-inch depth, and we found out over trial and error that wasn't quite enough. We went to 30 and found out that still wasn't enough. So right now, we've kind of set the benchmark for the industry at 32 inches deep, which gives the most appropriate amount of, of, of proper ventilation for the barbecue areas. Um, we have one of the best warranties in the business. We test Let me, Can I ask a question? Sure. <laughs> okay, if it's 32 inches deep mm -hmm. and you're a tall person, how high off the barbecue should it be? Great question. Now, for indoors, we always say 30 to 36. For outdoor, we really pretty much stick with the number 36 inches above your cooking surface. Now, that being said, there's the designer and the homeowners that will always have an input in it. And, you, and there's not a requirement saying you have to be at this number. We say for best performance, you should be about 32 inches above your cooking surface. I went to a home up in the D.C. ranch area this last week, and the uh, builder decided, you know, because of the height of the homeowners and other concerns, they they decided they wanted it 42 inches above the cooking surface. And where that's important for us as a design is we got to make sure the duck cover matches that height. This was mm -hmm. one we were going to do a custom piece for them with an exact one-piece um, duck cover for them. Yeah, well, so, if, if you're a basketball player and you go to barbecue, you don't want to hit your face right. on, on your vent. So that's and important. And you always have to really look into the customer's needs because sometimes you will have somebody who's tall like a basketball player and may have a shorter wife where – for one of them, it's real easy to, to reach the controls. Another person, it may not be easy at all. And you have options such as uh, remote wall switching. So you're not having to reach up to the hood. You may have your switching on the wall or somewhere more comfortable. You just have to work with your electrician and redo the wiring, and we can help with that kind of design work. Uh, for our indoor hoods, we have a remote control, but the sensitivity of the heat outside uh, doesn't lend itself for that. So outdoor, we, we take away the remote controls. Um, so a remote switching would be the way to, to, to overcome that for outdoor. So the next thing, in, in addition to the height above the cooking surface, we always recommend a minimum of six inches oversize. So if you have a 30-inch grill, we'd suggest at least a 36-inch hood. If you had a 42-inch hood, we'd go to 48-inch. And, and that's the width of it. So we're Correct. talking about the width. Right. So you get full coverage front to back and left to right. And then the next one is if you're adding two or three appliances. So if you've got a barbecue, next to that you've got a wok burner or a side burner. And next to that you've got your green egg or some kind of a smoker. And you're doing, a, say, a 72-inch unit that goes across all of it. Um, you would probably want to do a minimum of six inches oversize on either end of each appliance, the far end of each appliance. Hmm. 
So well, that's, that's the way we do know. that. And, and where that gets real tricky is, okay, how, how much room do we have between the appliances? Because if we put 12 or 18 inches in between them, now we just had to get to really large hood. Yeah, and think about this. When you're doing an outside kitchen, you need landing space just like you do in the inside kitchen. Mm -hmm. So if you take your steak or whatever off the barbecue and you're standing there with your dish, where are you going to put it? Exactly. Um, Exactly. The uh, the solution to that, and I tell everybody, is to have a rolling cart so that you can bring it to the barbecue, put your food on there, and then deliver it to your guests at the table. Uh, Absolutely. But there again, you have to plan ahead. You can't just yep. say, "Oh, I forgot the, you know, the landing space," or "I forgot this. Now I need a right. wider this." Plan. And what on we paper. see a lot is is in 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 that conversation is people will have an a. Just like an indoor kitchen, they'll have an island or an L shape where they'll have, you know, food prep area with a sink, with ice makers, with refrigeration. Um, I mean, all the different products uh, are available for for the food prep area as, as just as indoor. So um, when you when you're designing, you probably want to make sure and really look at how is this flow. Mm-hmm. And, and you guys in the design community are probably the best ones to address that and, and really create something that's going to work from the idea of entertaining as well as um, prep and cooking right and serving uh yes and and a lot of people will say oh they'll view a kitchen designer as you're an inside kitchen designer (laughs) they don't think that we can do the outside kitchen as well because a kitchen is a kitchen and i'm just going to throw this in and i've done this before a kitchen designer thinks function and then application and design and so i was asked to do a an embalming room and I designed it functionally because I talked to the people who were going to use it and then got their input and then put it together. So you do the same with every project, including an outside kitchen. Um, so we talked about trade winds as far as performance. Well, give us the overview on how long it takes to uh, get a custom hood or do you have any in stock and do you ship all over the country? Right. Uh, so we do ship everywhere across the country. Our, our distribution team, Middleby Residential, has, I believe, five warehouses throughout the United States that we send out 40-foot truckloads of product virtually every single day to uh, keep stock all across the nation. And from each of those regional hubs, like the closest one to Arizona is in Chino, California, and they'll distribute from that location all over the uh, southwest. So, And what we normally do in those warehouses is we take the fastest moving items and we stock them fairly wide and deep and if you need something that's a not one of those fastest moving items you need a unique size say a 42 inch a hood is a little less popular than a 36 and a 48 or a 60. Uh, we can do those typically we normally have those in about a week week and a half uh, right now our lead times are running a little bit longer than that just because of the market is just insanely crazy right now and we've been doing record months for the month after month for the last almost a year now um but we are still uh doing much better than a lot of the brands out there as far as keeping our lead times in a realistic um fashion that uh works for most people doug are all your products made in america absolutely and for if you want to if you need something that's 100 percent unique and custom uh typically we're about six to eight weeks depending on what you're asking for and Mm -hmm. um we've we've had all kinds of stuff from request for copper to have uh, 
rose gold color matched metals and uh, all kinds of stuff, you know, custom colors, custom sizes, duct locations, finish options, um, shapes, any of that kind of thing, um, you know, we can certainly take a look at and, and be happy to give you a quote on. Uh, and it's all supplied through your normal dealers that you're already working with, such as, you know, in Arizona, Ferguson, in Arizona Wholesale and Expressions and Central uh, uh, Central Arizona Supply and all yeah. the major brands uh, that are out there. Best yeah. Well, if they're listening to this and they're outside of Arizona, the best thing to do is go to your appliance company uh, or if you're working with a designer, find out where they recommend you go and where are you going to buy your barbecue anyway? So I'm sure barbecue uh, stores are aware of ventilation and possibly your company, right? They're growing. Um, mm-hmm. As an example, in, in Arizona here, we work with some of the barbecue stores that just specialize in outdoor. And that's a huge category that's continuing to grow for them. They're, they're becoming more and more. We're going out and doing trainings and educating. And, and as people come in and experience that, uh, we're looking to change some of the displays that they have so that they show the ventilation, especially if you have um, you know, a larger showroom, you could do an inside pergola type barbecue area where you mm-hmm. show the, uh, the outdoor ventilation and how it would be used. Um, so that's, that's a growing trend. We're working with some of the largest uh, builders in the nation doing both custom stuff, upgrade options for indoor as well as uh, covered patio barbecue areas uh, for the outdoor. Toll Brothers is an example of we have, I think, three or four vignettes showing ventilation at the Sterling Grove property, which is absolutely stunning in my opinion. Uh, And if anybody wants to kind of get a look of a few different versions of the way things are done, it's a great place to go look at. uh, On that note, I want to say one thing. So if you're planning on a huge outdoor kitchen and you're listening to this podcast, you got a lot of ideas, I hope. But at the same time, if you don't have room for a huge kitchen and you want to have a barbecue unit outside, then, you know, you can still go with the ventilation and maybe uh, pick up on a couple of hints that we gave you. Don't feel that we're just talking to the huge custom outdoor kitchen people. Right. right. The whole the whole goal is to make it usable, comfortable, and uh, and um, you know and an, an enhancement for your entertaining <laughs> and for your family, for your cooking, yeah. for your family. Yeah. Well, Doug, I want to thank you for um, being my guest today. I know we had a couple of technical difficulties, <laughs> but we finally did it. I hope that uh, you enjoy doing the show. Absolutely, it's always a pleasure, Nancy. And I hope everybody out there enjoyed today's show. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. We have a lot of information on these podcasts about everything having to do with your home. You don't want to keep it a secret. Share. And if you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com and you'll see what I've done in the past and my experiences. And if you have any questions for me or for Doug, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. And one more last comment. Don't forget about my second podcast, Hugo Floss. That's H-U-G-O dash, or not even dash, just space. F-L-O-S-S. And that's the podcast I do every week on everything that's not design. I have a partner. He's a nerdy computer person, happens to be my son. And you put creativity with nerdy, and that's what you get, Hugo Floss. So I want to thank everybody again for listening. Stay safe and have a great day. 